1: We're now locked into the Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, part of the Roto Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to rotofanatic.com today and check out Paul Momino's GPS report. Every Thursday, Paul comes out with a new article about one pitcher, and he gives you everything you need to know. He leaves no stone unturned. rotofanatic.com It's episode 95, the Trevor Rogers edition. Today we've got a guest in the his house. That's right, Christopher Deary and Michael Gauvier welcome in Eric Simulski. He writes at Rotoballer, plus he does incredible videos about pitchers. Check out his recent video about Daniel Lynch of the Kansas City Royals. You're not going to want to miss that one. Today's show is going to be a bozo-fest free-for-all, filled with chaos and a little bit of fun. Injuries are a shit show right now, and you're going to need our help more than ever. Take it away, boys! Welcome into to the Hey! It's Rico
3: Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast, which is part of the Road Fanatic Podcast Network. Go to roadofanatic.com right now. Go away from the show, or if you're listening to the podcast, pause it. Type in rotafanatic.com. Check out all of our great material. Closing remarks Phil Goyette's rookie ladder, which is awesome. Phil's going to be on the show Friday. And so much more at rotofanatic.com. It's me, uh, MJ Govier. G-O-V is a Victor I-E-R on Twitter. Of course, Christopher Deary, C. Deary, 1999.
2: Deary. What's going on, feeling? man?
3: You going be all right? Are you coming down from this John Means high?
2: <laughs> yeah, I just found out about it. I just got home and I'm like, wow, that's awesome. Great for him. Uh, I said he was going to be a year away from being a stud, but it looks like he's already there. He's had a fantastic season so far, and today's no-hitter, amazing.
3: Well, yeah, well, what a perfect guest for us to have on today. Since we had a no-hitter, we got a pitcher who got the job done. The third no-hitter of this very young season we got a guy who knows a thing or two about pitching. You can find him on Twitter at Sam Ski S K I N Y C, which stands for New Year's Challenges. Uh, no, it's probably That's New correct. York City. I know he. Yeah, I know he's in New York City because uh, I learned. You know, you were you were uh, stuck for a bit there because of some volcanic activities down there in the Caribbean. So it's good that you were able to survive all that, come home safe and sound, back to New York City. He writes for rotorballer. He has his own website, too, ericsomolsky.com. And
0: he knows a lot about pitching.
3: Let's all give it up for Eric Somolsky. How you
0: doing, my friend? Uh, I'm I'm excited to be here. It's like such a confidence-boosting introduction. I feel great now.
3: <laughs> you got a lot going for you, as you should. You should feel very, very good about yourself. You're on a show where we have a good time, but we also, we get down to it. We don't mess around, and we're going to help our audience, help the community here with their fantasy teams if we can
0: sounds perfect perfect mix how many uh fantasy leagues do you play in (laughs) uh this year is actually the most i've ever done and it's it's eight um and it's eight leagues two of them are um draft and holds nfbc it's the first time i've done those two so six fab leagues um which i don't know how people do more than that i feel like (laughs) i'm already scrambling and i'm already like Trying to politely, you know, tell my wife I need another hour in front of the laptop to keep like working on fab stuff, which makes (laughs) me feel I just feel terrible doing it. But uh, yeah, so I don't know how people do more than that.
3: Yeah, I got to tell you, I got my hands full this year, but learning again next year, more best balls, more best balls, less and draft and hold. I know the draft and hold is actually the Plaza Invitational is a draft and hold. We have four leagues, 60 teams total. But uh, I don't like it. I don't think I like Captain Holt.
2: <laughs> I, agree. I agree, Mike. I wish we would have gone another route with it. We were trying yeah. to make it easy for everybody that was going to be involved. I'm like, all right, here's your one draft. You're done. But, like, I have, like, nine guys that are done for the season.
0: Yeah. Well, it's the risk of the game, right, Eric? And I, and I had got, like, I drafted a couple of them, like, the you know, right before spring training or the first week of spring training. And I had some guys where I was like, this one is going to be this pick in the 47th round is going to be incredible and it's like already a guy that's out for the year so you're just kind of like okay i go to ch- i go to check the weekly lineup and i'm like there's even with this big a team there's three guys i can put in the, in, in this spot so i guess you know here we go
3: i want to have a little more i don't know, maybe i'd rather just do a best ball where you don't even set the lineups you just draft it And then it's done with draft and hold. You do just draft once, but you do have to set your lineup. So that's one more step. I'd rather just do nothing at all, best ball style or have a weekly fab and just go for it. I think I would.
0: I think I mean, again, it's obviously still fresh for me since it's the first year I've done these. But I think I'm I'm kind of, you know, in there with you. I think I'd rather do the draft and pay attention to the draft and not again and just focus on my fab leagues or, you know, just do everything start to finish.
3: Well, I still want to give Derek from NFBC all the credit for allowing us to do the Palazzo Invitation. Thank you, Derek, for making it happen. We have an overall title, and we're still going to need a trophy, guys, a big-ass trophy. So we're welcoming ideas still. Do you have an idea for a big-ass trophy for our overall championship, Eric? Anything come to mind?
0: Um, uh No. I I mean, I think think if I'm I'm looking at the logo, I feel like a a big ass megaphone would work um, just because, (laughs) you know, you could also hold it and pretend that you're going to obviously you wouldn't it wouldn't work, but you'd still get the same effect out of it. You know, you get your name
2: engraved on it. You got to use it throughout the year. Take it out in public with you and let everybody know you're the Plaza podcast overall champion.
0: Yeah, you got to do it.
3: (laughs) Uh, We've actually had. Our guy, Russell Withers, uh, Armchair Roto, uh, he had the idea, I think, with the megaphone, but also the Palazzo guy here on our logo from The Naked Gun, yelling out, Hey, it's Enrico Palazzo. And, uh, it was a decent idea. I like it. It's pretty good. Uh, it's probably the leader in the clubhouse. But we're still accepting any ideas, guys, so please send them in. Palazzo Podcast at ProtonMail.com or just DM us at Palazzo Podcast. Remember, it's two L's, two Z's. Utah, give me two. And hopefully you'll be the one. Not only will you be the one who creates the idea, but you'll always be associated with the trophy. Like if you never win the league, if you never even win your own Palazzo Invitational League, you can still be the person that will always be the creator of the trophy. So we'll probably keep accepting ideas until about June or July, and then we'll probably have to get it made. Right, Deary?
2: Yeah, it'll probably be like All-Star break.
3: Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Well, anyway, we got a great show today. Like we said, we got John Means. No, no. Woohoo! We got Eric Samolski with us. So he's going to tell us everything that's so wonderful about John Means, I hope. I mean, at least today he looks wonderful. And we will do the catch of the day. We'll talk about injuries. Are they worse than ever? Return of the Mac, there's people on their way to help you. And we'll go inside Enrico's Inquisition with Eric Samolski. We're going to take him to task on things not related to baseball. And we'll play the fastest-growing game show in America. Name that runner-up Fabid, And then with the replacements, who's going to fill the void with this catastrophic amount of injuries from just today? I was on the In This League podcast with two great guys. Is it the Welsh? Chris Welsh and Scott Bogman? Oh, I hit the wrong button. Damn it. Uh, Double shout to you guys. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Uh, that will be out on Thursday, by the way. I fit right in with those guys. They're right up my alley. Really cool dudes. And we were talking (laughs) within about an hour, hour and 10 minutes. I think it was Alex Karoloff, Joey Votto, and somebody else like was on the IL or they got hurt during just that short period of time. It's just chaos with injuries. Eric, do you see it like that? Do you think they're worse than ever? I know we could do the research if we wanted to, but does it just feel that bad or is it worse than it's ever
0: been? sometimes it's not fun to do the research. You just got to go, yes, it's worse than ever. I feel like it's, I feel <laughs> yeah. like it's worse than ever. Um, you know, I, I, I can't imagine. I had a situation today where, you know, we're going to talk about some of these guys later, so I won't go too much into it, but I had Miguel Sano coming off the IL and I had no, no space. So I was like, I have to drop somebody. You know what? Let me hold on. I'll see what happens. <laughs> and lo and behold, Diego Castillo gets put on the IL and now I don't have to drop anybody. I make a switch and you're like, I guess that's a victory for me. I don't, I don't really know, but yeah, it feels like there's every time you're excited about somebody, they're going to be hurt for a long time.
3: Yeah. I think that's actually a pretty darn good strategy. Be patient. If you don't have to rush to make a quick drop anyways, you might as well wait till the next guy gets hurt. And now Diego Castillo's on the IL and it's Pete Fairbanks, uh, Jeffrey Springs, I'm, you know, who's on their rosters pitched really well right now is Hunter Strickland. He's pitched pretty well. And that could be a name to look at as a possible reliever who gets saves for the Rays, which is always a mess, though.
0: Right. I also like uh, Andrew Kitteridge. I think it's Kitteridge. But yeah, he's getting some, he gets, he play, pitches a lot at the end, gets some wins, maybe a handful of saves. But that whole thing is a crapshoot.
3: Yeah. It's
2: the yeah.
0: Rays.
3: Yes. It's the reason Well, Eric, Roto Baller, what is
0: uh, your latest
3: work at Roto Baller? What's going on over there?
0: Um, so lately, I've been doing a lot of uh, video breakdowns. Um, early on in the year, was video breakdowns of uh, uh, pitchers' pitch mixes, just trying to see who was um, reliable, viable, or not. And then the last two ones I did, I actually broke down the debuts of Shane McClanahan and Daniel Lynch, um, trying to kind of go away from like the really long written articles where you're just breaking down numbers and stats. And sometimes, you know, even people who read baseball articles all the time were kind of lost in all of the metrics. And I think sometimes being able to actually see what it looks like and see the visual in and you know, in pairing with the numbers helps it easier, helps it uh, be easier to kind of track the information. Um, I have a little bit of a film background, so I just like, you know, messing around in Adobe Premiere um, and just kind of nerding out a little bit on like editing effects in, in weird ways. Um, so, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a blending of my hobbies together.
3: Have you done any acting or is it more about just like editing and production stuff?
0: Um, so I I did some acting in like high school and some in co- college, but nothing like that. Um, yeah, yes. Um, wow. I was at a... I was I always I was in a high school play with uh, Deborah Ann Wall, who was on True Blood for like six years. So that's my like that's like my tangential claim to fame. But no, mainly, um, you know, I I, I wrote and directed some short films of my own and worked on some other people's short films and things like that.
3: Did you ever do anything with Alex Fast? I heard he used to act too.
0: I didn't know, but I, you know, I saw the, you know, Arizona cha-cha-cha commercial <laughs> all over Twitter. So I feel like he and I need to, uh, need to join forces. Also weird connection over the, I, uh, Nick Pollock went to my rival high school. Um, he was a few oh. years younger than me, but um, we, we would have hated each other, I guess.
3: Mm-hmm. You
0: Nick know, the, the, list. Wow. Yes. Those super intense New York city, private school league <gasps> ri- rivalries. <laughs>
3: I've heard of those. Yeah, I've heard stories. Private schools don't joke around in some areas of this country.
0: Yeah, I mean, we do in New York when it comes to baseball. There's usually like a couple of good players on every team, and it's a little bit of a mess beyond that.
3: Wow. Well, that's cool, man. you got a really interesting background. I hope that you continue to use all of your parts, because I like using all the parts. We we include humor in the show and, you know, all of those things I've learned in the past. I've never – I worked in TV news briefly when I was younger – And I got out of it after like two years, but I learned a lot about production and stuff. So it's fun to include that. And I think if you can also differentiate yourself and just kind of show a a little bit more of personality and interesting techniques as opposed to just like throwing out boring stats. I think that makes you, uh, I think it makes more interesting for people. But then again, maybe people just love boring ass stats and it really just doesn't (laughs) matter. They just want the answer. That's all they want.
2: Well, Mikey, I, Michael Govier does have an Academy Award, Mike.
3: That's true, yeah. Yeah, that was a big night for me a couple weeks ago. Michael Govier, Best so uh, best Oscar for Best what was it Animated Shorts, I believe. Yeah.
0: Yes. You did Congratulations. it. Congratulations. Yeah, Yeah. what a night.
3: I actually <laughs> wanted to contact him and like interview him, because I do a movie podcast yeah. called Cinema yeah. 9 Pod, and uh, I thought it would be cool to get him on there, but I didn't. I feel like I'll wait till he dies down. He probably got a lot more. Like sure. people reaching out to him after you win an Oscar, so he's on the he's on that. the
2: circuit right now doing all the shows, right?
3: I'm, I'm sure he did. I mean, there's enough yeah. podcasts about movies okay. alone to keep sure. him busy for the rest of the year. So, well, let's do a little housekeeping. Do you know Mr. Belvedere? Me? Yeah. Uh, Street am in China. <laughs> I never met a people. He's a sitcom from the 80s. He was a butler slash housekeeper slash, you know, house manager taking care of Bob Euchre and his kids. And in that spirit, we do a little housekeeping and we do it our Mr. Belvedere way. It's a great theme song. I think, even if you never saw the show, I mean, check this out. There's a change
2: in the status It's jams.
3: All the help that we can
0: get. The new TV shows just don't have those kind of intros anymore. They don't!
3: They do no. not. I mean, no, there's, there's, no like, there's no
2: jingle with, like, singing or anything.
0: No, it's just some dark, melodic, like, yeah. Scandinavian, <laughs> you know, <laughs> mood music. So, yeah.
3: Yeah, oh, so that's cool, too, but yeah, you're right. For oh, sure, yeah. yeah. Well, Walking Dead, while, Game of Thrones, yeah, yeah. like this. Or, it's not something you I know. want
0: to listen to episode after episode. I'll check it out once. Never.
3: Yes. There was the Forgetting Sarah Marshall. Remember, he writes ominous scores for that yeah. s- basically it's CSI show. <laughs> it was hilarious. Yeah, that was my favorite. <laughs> All right. You, you want something ominous? Okay, yeah. He, hit, <laughs> he hits the Seinfeld button. It was funny. It's a good movie. I like that movie. Great movie. At any rate, uh, we want to say thank you to the guys from the Endlessly Podcast for having me on. It was super cool. It really was like a, it's like a milestone marker for me. I really enjoyed my time with Bogman and the Welsh. Make sure you follow those guys if you're not already. They do their own thing. They do how they want, when they want, and I respect the hell out of that. I really do. So thanks to those guys for the time and the energy and thanks to everybody else here who's been following and subbing the show. We had several new subs, dearie, to our YouTube channel because I did a video with Mason Dodd over at the Fantasy Flock Network. Follow him, Mason Dodd's Fantasy Flock Baseball Network and he pumped us up. So we got about, I don't know, like 10 new subscribers. So thanks to all the new subs for coming in and giving us your time. We do appreciate it. And we just continue to grow bit by bit. And that's why we do this. We get to meet new people and have new experiences every day, dearie. Isn't it wonderful? Yeah.
2: Thanks to Mason Dodd for uh, pumping us up a little bit. We keep creeping up each week. And uh, I I love the the live stream that we've been doing. We've been getting a lot of great comments live. So keep those coming. Keep the questions coming. And we're going to keep putting out the content three days a week.
3: Yay! fantastic we've got an official follow on the plazo podcast two l's two z's from scott Bogman. thanks for following us on twitter you can all follow us anytime on twitter that's where we post a lot of our stuff we do have a facebook page we kind of use it it's there we keep it updated but we don't interact with it much if you want to interact with us be on the youtube channel be on the twitter feed it's very simple all right well we cover that. Oh, I wanted to mention, too, uh, tomorrow GPS report comes out on rotofanatic.com. That's Paul Momino's weekly breakdown of one particular pitcher. And he gives you a detailed understanding of the mechanics, uh, pitch location, Woba per pitch, and counts and situations. How's it going pitch by pitch for that pitcher? And is there brighter days ahead? Or is it a joke? Is it a fraud? Tomorrow's is on Kyle Hendricks, I believe. So that'll be interesting. What do you think of Kyle Hendricks, Eric?
0: I'm a big fan. Um, I was actually uh, just talking about him uh, on a podcast called the the Operating Room. Um, Oh yeah, with the Roto uh, Surgeon, Kev. Yes, with the Roto Surgeon. So, Kev and I were talking about him actually right before the start against the Dodgers. Um, And I've I've always been a fan of Kyle Hendricks. I think potentially, you know, he looked like he just didn't have uh, command of his pitches. He wasn't, you know, hitting his spots, and I think it could have just been adjusting to the lighter ball because you know he's somebody who. Really is so precise about his location. Um, So you know, I advised holding strong, and maybe I have a bias for guys who just throw eighty-five mile an hour, nothing. Um, But yeah, I'm in on. I'm I'm keeping the love for Kyle Hendricks.
3: He looked much much better yesterday against the Dodgers. Made me very happy, and it's also a lesson, folks. You gotta come back and put these guys in your lineup if you drafted them and you trusted them in the first place. It's harder because after he got lit up by the Braves, it's like, oh, man, it's, he looks like he's lost right now. I can't start him against the Dodgers. The Dodgers' offense is amazing, right? But you got to put him in there, and I'm glad I did. I did it in two leagues, and it worked out fantastically. You got to f- face that adversity and just go with what you wanted and what you believed in from the moment you created your team.
2: You, you, you've done the research. You picked a guy for a certain reason, and you don't want to be the guy that gives up too early and then someone gets hot, and he ends up on someone else's team. So pick your spots when guys are struggling, like Kyle Hendricks. Yesterday's start looked a lot better. Seven hits, gave up one home run, but only one run. Looked a little better. I think over the next few starts, he starts to get back to what he's been in the groove of the last five years.
3: Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And like you said, Eric, yeah, the guy
0: throws you know 87 max. I mean, <laughs> he's a well, soft
3: contact guy.
0: But he's always he's always done that too. So when people are talking about oh his velocity's down, it's like his velocity's down. You know, less than a mile per hour. It's never been high. So I'm that stuff doesn't concern me too much.
3: Great. Well, I trust your judgment, so that makes me feel good. I feel okay, good thanks. about Kyle Hendricks rest of the year. That makes me happy. All right, let's get into something we call leading up. <laughs> In today's Leading Off segment, of course, we start with the catch of the day. And today, it's a no-brainer to me. Good. Our first catch of the day. We're going with John Means. Throws a no-hitter, 12 strikeouts. John Means looks outstanding to start this young season that's about six weeks, five weeks old. John Means, Mr. Simulski, catch of the day. Is he, rest of season, a guy that will continue to... I mean, there's going to be valleys, but generally... He's an ace, or is he not an ace? Is he a you know, second or third guy in a rotation? But Stooch is still reliable, but not the guy who's going to carry your staff.
0: Yeah, I'd call him a second or third guy in a rotation. Um, you know, I think, listen, I I will admit to being late to the party on him. I thought, you know, Camden Yards, AL East, all of the reasons that people like, uh, you know, people like to pile on the Baltimore Orioles, you know. So all of those reasons I was kind of thinking His upside is capped. Uh, But I think the thing that has really impressed me this year is he's doing this without the max velocity that everybody was kind of hoping for. Uh, He came back last year and was like, you know, I mean, was showing like 95, 96. And everybody was like, oh, if he can throw that hard, there's a new level. But, you know, he's been throwing 92, 93 for most of the year and still being successful. And it's because, you know, his changeup is really damn good um so i'm buying in i don't think you should like sell high right now but i wouldn't expect you know him to replace your you know your sp1 on your fantasy team but i think he can be a really good sp2 for you
3: yeah i actually passed him up in my home league because he was available for trade because john you know everybody uh dearie john johnny g he's a horrible start he's already giving up He's like, oh, no, th- I know it's, it's just barely May, but he's already he gave up. He traded J.D. Martinez and uh, he's uh given up already. <laughs> yeah, he traded Martinez and John Means for youngsters already for Joe Adele oh, and Andrew Vaughn and no. draft picks. And oh. John Means looks really good right now. But dearie, do you think dear is is means as good as he looked. Is he a guy who could strike out 10 K per nine? Yeah, I
2: mean, right right now this year, he was at 9.24 coming into this start, so it's probably bumped over 10 now. What's been really impressive is anytime people have been on base, he's gotten out of jams. His left-on-base percentage is 100% right now, which is amazing, and he's not giving up the home run, which he did last year at a 21.8% clip, so I, I think Eric got got nailed it right there saying he's he's your sp2 you know high sp3 guy uh and if you drafted him you probably got him at a really good value he's he's probably overperforming right now but i think most projections you know of, of people that liked him had him at like a three five three six era and a, a guy that could possibly win some games for baltimore and you know he's got four wins now so it's a pretty good start and he's looked really good through his starts and uh yeah i think he has pretty good value i i I don't think you rush out and trade him or rush out and grab him. I think you just hold on to him. And I, I think he's he, he's in that same kind of, like, ethic of where, uh you know, Brady Singer is at, a guy that really has the stuff who could be coming, like, getting to that tier one guy over the next hmm. couple of years. In a dynasty, I think John Means is a great, great hold right now.
1: Genius,
3: genius, genius! John Means, I'm all in. I think John Means is right in the prime of his career right now. He just turned 28 years old. He'll be in that rotation, because I think he's not agent until 25, so unless the Orioles want to move him, which I guess, you know, they're rebuilding still, so he could be part of a deal that happens at some point, but I could also see him being a cornerstone to help the young pitchers that are coming up like Grayson Rodriguez and other young O's pitchers. So, congratulations to John Means on a no-hitter. Well done, sir. We're very happy for you, and it's a very special day. greet you. We want to also give credits. This is a a dual catch of the day because I got to give it up to Dylan Cease. I mean, he absolutely looked fantastic. Good. Our first catch of the day. Against the Reds. Now, I thought it was a joke when last start he did it against the Tigers. Anybody could do it against the Tigers. The Tigers are an incredible joke of an organization from top to bottom. (laughs) Deary, I've been thinking about this, by the way. I haven't talked to you about this, but I'm just sick of it. I I was listening to our local radio show, Valenti, on Monday, going off about Illich, and I'm like, yeah, that's what I've been saying. I hate Illich is the problem. It's not Al Alvalon's fault, the GM. It's Chris Illich. He doesn't say anything. You have no direction. This rebuild is way past the point of – where it should be. We're like starting over again. I am pissed. I am really pissed. I'm going to be vocal about it because we have to demand accountability from the people in power.
2: As you should. Local radio has been shitting on him for three straight days now. Now they're going Good. into like business dealings. And now he wants to buy like a casino out in Jersey. You know, this guy's a billionaire came, you know, obviously the son of Mike Illich who Mike Illich, all Mike Illich did was spend on uh, the Red Wings and the Tigers for 30 years. And now we're in, what, year five, year six of a rebuild with the Tigers? And there's just nothing to show for it. You're not going to turn this team around with just youngsters. You need to go out and spend some money. And if they don't do anything this offseason, like, I'm going to be just really, really pissed. I mean, I I think Avila, like, he hasn't been able to do anything here. Some of his trades have been extremely underwhelming. Didn't get anything back for, you know, the Verlander deal was a poor deal. None of those guys we got Uh. back. J.D. Turned Martinez into, is amazing, turned into anything. and anything.
3: got nothing from him. J.D. Yeah. Martinez is still a great player. We got Dowell Lugo, is trash.
2: Yeah, I was fine with giving up on those guys because it was time for rebuilds, but you didn't get anything back for it. I mean, Jake Rogers, Daz Cameron. Like, who are these guys? These guys aren't going to be major league rostered players in the near future, so it, it's really, really frustrating as a Tigers fan because we had 12 years of greatness around here and never got that ship, and now we're just in purgatory.
3: I'm sorry, Eric. Sorry, we're getting
2: pissed off. No, I,
0: I was going to say, I, I listen, I don't even think it's just you have to go out and spend a lot of money. Even something like, you know, CJ Krohn. I mean, he he walked and took a minor league contract with the Rockies. Like, you, you can't afford a minor league contract. You can't afford okay. a, a very small, like, minimum contract. I mean, there was nobody waiting to take his spot at first base, right? It wasn't like you're in a White Sox situation and you can be like, oh, we'll just let – Andrew Vaughn even though they're not letting Andrew Vaughn play so that's a bad example but you know like we'll just let the next guy go I mean why not try to why not try to sign a reliable veteran um you know to take some innings I even look at like you know look at what the Red Sox are doing they had a terrible year last year right they go out and they take small
3: it just cut off for some reason but it says you're not muted so those of you listening to the podcast, please hold while we fix this audio <laughs> issue.
2: Yeah, I mean, what Eric's trying to get get at is small signings, two three-year deals on guys that are affordable, that are veterans that can help you out. And that's what a C.J. Crone would have done. And we got, what, 10 games out of C.J. Crone before he got hurt?
3: I was so glad to hear Valenny get on Illich's case, man. Made my day. I'm happy. You know, and C.J. Crone, I actually gave the Tigers credit. Remember, we talked in the precinct. I was like, well, they must know something. I'm so dumb, so gullible. They must know something about Kron's knee. That's why they didn't resign, him. that was smart on their part. The Rockies are going to get burned on that. I mean,
2: Jonathan Scope's playing first base for them right now, and he's been atrocious <laughs> this year as well. I, I mean, they, I-, I was
3: surprised to see they put up seven runs last night. Now, they gave up I 11, but... They got shut out three out of four games. And then suddenly they scored runs. It's amazing. So you know, I feel
2: really bad for a guy like Robbie Grossman. I know Robbie Grossman's only batting like 225, but he has over 20 walks and he's got a great on base percentage. He's got six stolen bases. Yeah, he stole he's stole two last night. But he's batting at the top of the lineup of the worst team in the league. Like if this guy was batting at the top of the lineup for like a team that's like at least 500, like his fantasy value would skyrocket right now.
3: Yeah, it's bad. It's really bad. And, but Dylan Cease, we're supposed to talk about in the first place. That's why I didn't buy into it. He was good against the tires in his last start, and then yesterday though against the Reds, eleven strikeouts, three walks, but he looked. The Reds are a legit offense, are they not, Eric?
0: They they are. He's Can back. you hear me now? Yeah, we're good. Yeah, you sound oh great, just like you always did. Oh it's perfect. Uh, listen. Thanks for, thanks for your patience, guys. appreciate of it. Of course. Absolutely.
3: Things happen. Don't worry. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing mattered In the end, one day we'll all be dead, and this will all be a distant memory. So it's not that important. But I do enjoy being here. I really do. So we're talking Dylan Cease now. Dylan Cease. Oh, wait, wait, wait. wait. Oh, wait. I wanted to ask him about the Tigers because I was talking about the fact that there might not really be anything in this cupboard beyond Torkelson and maybe Riley Green. What do you think of these Supposed prospects, Mize, Scoobal, Manning. Manning had his first minor league starts. The minor leagues are back, by the way. Woohoo! So great to have the minor leagues back in business. I'm, I'm really, really excited about it. In fact, Deary, we should really make an effort to go like some Mudheads games, support minor league baseball more That's than ever. Call. We really should do that because Toledo's only 40, 45 minutes Yeah, once. we'll get
2: there in 45 minutes and there's going to be a bigger
3: turnout down there in, uh, than Comerica. <laughs> yeah seriously. there's Renato Nunez and Omar are cranking home runs down there but Matt Manning gave up five runs yesterday struck out six his first start of the year he's at triple a what do you think of these three guys briefly is because you know pitching prospects don't always work out you know that
0: yeah I was I kind of think I like Matt Manning the most of of any of them um I know that the that you know the last start wasn't was rough um First start of the year. yeah. First start. Exactly. Um, I, I, I still believe in Casey Mize. Um, I think there's another level there. I think that, you know, he's still figuring some things out. I did a breakdown of him before Uh, the the splitter has not been as effective this year as it was in the past. Um, But it's been a really good pitch for him throughout his entire career. So I'm, I'm hopeful he can get it back. Uh, Scoobo. I know people are, are high on. I, I think his breaking stuff is a mess right now. Um, I, I, cannot he can't seem to he's got good raw stuff but he can't seem to command it I still think that there's because of how young they are I still think the three of them could form a good top of the rotation um so I I wouldn't give up hope yet
3: oh Brian says stormy weather in New York City could be the issue
0: that that is what I'm going for and I will blame Spectrum and if anybody else would like to blame Spectrum um feel free to reach out to them and ask them why my internet keeps crapping out on me all the time
2: I hear so much crap about Spectrum out
0: there. It's terrible, and it's like the and it's the only it's the basically the only game in town.
3: I have Spectrum. Oh, you've been? It's, you do. it's yeah. been shockingly good. Yeah, it's weird. Right. I'm like in the Livonia's of the Spectrum Zone. It's not a Comcast area. It's very weird how these That's cities. Weird. I don't. Who knows what kind of bullshit handshake deals yeah. and payoffs are going on behind the scenes? But what anyways, colleges so- are probably involved. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. Uh, in the end, I actually think. <laughs> Scooble, this is long-term, but I think Scooble is going to be in the pen down the road long-term. But maybe that won't go that way. You know, Maybe it will still work out as it started. But I'm with you, and I appreciate that. But let's talk Dylan Cease then. Dylan Cease, while you were gone, I was saying to Deary that Dylan Cease played great against the Tigers. Anybody could play great against the Tigers because their offense sucks. But he looked really good against the Reds yesterday with 11 Ks. He did have three walks, but... Dylan Sees, is he having a Golido type, like 2019-esque Giolito breakout, or is this temporary?
0: Can I straddle the fence a little bit? Sure. You can yeah. do whatever you want. Um, I I have always been a big Dylan Sees fan. I mean, I think that you just watch him pitch and there's so much ability there. I don't know that I'm at a bank on a Golito breakout because I I see him like mentally take himself out of games a lot um mm. you know there were a couple games early on he was on like my tgfbi team so i was watching early to see how he was doing and he was getting some you know squeezed on some calls and you can kind of see like on his face the way that he almost like starts second guessing everything that he's doing um and that's where you can see some starts start to unravel or you get some big innings against them and i feel like he kind of just loses the zone um but you know what what i like is. In the Tigers' start, you know, the the slider was really good. It was like a big uh, swing and miss pitch for him. Um, and then in the red start, uh, the slider was also really effective, but he used the changeup more. So he's starting to kind of show some consistency with the with the breaking pitches. That has me believing that at least at the bare minimum, he's no longer going to be a waiver wire guy. He's somebody you can hold on to. Yeah. <sighs>
3: I had this feeling come over me yesterday when I saw, because I, I didn't catch the start in real time. I saw the box score and I was like, "What? Eleven strikeouts? Whoa!" And I had this feeling like I really missed out. It was like a terrible feeling of anxiety. Like, oh no! I I just didn't even consider Dylan Cease in 2021. Did I totally blow it? You know what I, I mean? Had- I had I had
2: the same exact feeling because he was available. He had that great start against the Tigers. And I'm like, well, you know, this guy was so so last year. I mean, he had he had some stretches where he was really good. And he's he's been pretty decent so far this year, but I'm just like, oh, you know, it was the Tigers. I don't know if he's gonna bounce back in this next start. And he was not rostered in a couple of my leagues and put off this great start. And he now has been picked up, and he's probably going to go on this run. I mean, the guy's got a really good fastball. His walk rates down. Uh, the the issue that he's had in the last couple of years has been home runs, um, and I really like what Eric said about you know, kind of you know, keeping that mental game high and being able to keep those frustrations back, keep yourself centered in the middle of games and you got to be a bulldog out there. You can't let, you know, the ump squeezing you get to, you You know, maybe a couple errors on the infield, you know, little, uh, you know, bloopers over first or second, like you got to be able to move on to that next batter. So if he gets that brain going right and can you know mentally get over some of these hurdles he's certainly got the stuff and he's in year three with the White Sox right now so maybe the breakout starts to happen right now but yeah like with Eric I'm, I'm kind of on the fence it could it could all fall apart here soon or he could end up being you know a top rotation guy.
0: I would certainly be trying to pick him up though and and to your point like if you missed him I mean he's been shuffling on and off my roster this year on some teams because I want to believe and then he has a bad start and then I want to believe and he has a bad start and you know maybe I'm too fickle with the end of my bench but I will say I think that's going to happen again I think that Mm. whoever picked up Dylan Cease in those leagues knows the history of Dylan Cease (laughs) and if he has a bad outing coming up somebody's just going to go there's a good chance that somebody's going to go all right I you know it's it's not for me or it was or it was a fluke and then you know if you're really into it you just pick him up again and Hope that, you know, you get the hot streak.
2: He's going to be in that group of like 10 to 15 pitchers every year that five or six guys in your league roster him. And you could be a guy that rosters him four or five times. Yeah, exactly.
3: The thing that was legitimate about his start against the Reds is there was just no, none. No hard hit balls at all. There's one hit. And yes, you walk three. uh, That's part of the issue. That'll... That'll still rear its ugly head. It's going to be part of him still maturing. But nobody really put any mustard on any of the balls. And this is the Reds lineup that's solid. You know, Jesse Winker, Nick Castellanos, Joey Votto, who's hurt now. Moustakis, Suarez. I mean, these guys speak for themselves. These guys are all heavy hitters, and nobody could touch him. That's impressive to me. So I'm going to take that as legitimate in the box, you know, in the sample size, small sample size that it is, and go from there. But I'm looking forward to seeing how he goes... From here, which I'm expecting. Good times. I really am. So if you have Dylan Cease, congratulations. If you don't have him, maybe think about what would we give up to give Dylan, to get Dylan Cease? Like, will we give up? Uh, let me give you a couple examples here, Eric. I'll throw out a player's name and you tell me if you would give up. Uh, would you give up Francisco Lindor for Dylan Cease? I would not, no. Okay, that's smart. Good. That was a test. <laughs> How about De- uh, Sh- Shane McClanahan? Would you rather have Shane McClanahan or Dylan Cease?
0: Oh man, you just you picked up on like my new love interest right now. I can't do it to <laughs> Shane. Can't do it. <laughs> well, that's fine. Uh, let me give you a hitter. Uh, hmm. How about Nick Solak for Dylan Cease? I take Solak. Um, yeah, mm. I'm a big I'm a big Solak fan. He's hitting at the top of that order. A lot of lot of runs, power, speed. Yeah, I'm I'm big on him.
3: Okay. Uh, Deary, would you rather have
0: Dansby Swanson or Dylan Cease?
2: Oh,
3: man. I'm
2: waiting for Dansby to heat up. It hasn't happened. No. Um, 288 I, OBP. Yeah, but I trust in Dansby Swanson a little more than Dylan Cease. Obviously, a lot will depend on how your roster is constructed. If you're really yes, hurting for pitching yes. right now, maybe you got two really good starters and you're just really thin at like an SP3 or an SP4, I mean, Cease could fit that fit that mold right there.
3: Yeah, this is all in a vacuum, of course. So just a couple of names I threw out there on the heads of Rico Palazzo Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We're trying to get you guys the right players before they're That one is long gone. That's right. And then you miss out on an opportunity. I don't want that to happen to anybody. Don't forget it's Palazzo Podcast or ProtonMail.com. Palazzo Podcast 2Ls two to the Utah. Give me two. We're talking with Eric Samolski. You can follow him at Sam Ski N Y C. It's so easy. It's Sam ski s-k-i-n-y-c it fits in three little parsibles it's perfect i love it and of course chris deary Deary 1999 all right uh we'll talk about the injuries when we talk replacements let's move into return yeah it's return of the mac that's right by mark harrison is that right deary? did i get it right this time
0: Mark Morrison. Morrison. <laughs> Every week. Again. But it was it was almost like I was hearing the track live. Right? Well, you, in the <laughs> podcast <laughs> version, you will absolutely hear the music on the
3: podcast <laughs> edition. But YouTube, uh-oh, no, copyrighted music on YouTube. But in the podcast version, it's playing right now, and it's fantastic. We're all feeling it. Oh, Daniel Lynch made his debut Monday. Came up from the minors. Eric Samolski, I feel like you know more about Lynch than the average Joe. What do you think of Lynch going forward? Is he going to stick around? Is he going to come back up and be a regular part of this rotation? What do you make of the man?
0: Um, I like him. I think he's. I think he's here to stay. Um, I don't know why you'd. First of all, the Royals are competing. I'm there in first right now. Um, and you know, I think that it's a well-constructed team and they're going to compete throughout the rest of the year. Um, I don't think you bring him up unless you plan to keep him up. And I think also, you know, he is a, he's a polished pitcher in the sense that he pitches with composure and he pitches, you know, there's a consistency in command and repeated delivery. So I don't think that you're going to see like crazy blowups out of him. Um, you know, fastball was mid nineties. Uh, I've heard that he can run it up to like 97, 98. I didn't see that in the first start, but you're still talking about 95 from a left hand pitcher, which is great. Um, he's got like this weird slider, but with a knuckle grip. Um, mm. So they were calling it like a knuckle curve on the on the broadcast, but Statcast calls it a, a slider. But anyway, it has slider movement. It's it's filthy. I think it's a really good pitch. And he flashed um, a good changeup at times. It just was inconsistent. You know, I talked in the breakdown I did, which you can find on Twitter, that I thought there was a little bit of like you know, first game nerves and his front side was kind of flying open a little bit, which would cause some of the mechanical issues. But you're looking at a a legitimate three-pitch pitcher, you know, for a good team in a pitcher's park with a – if you want any catcher to guide a young pitcher through a season, it's going to be Salvador Perez. So, you know, I don't think you're necessarily going to get a a rookie who comes and, like, takes the league by storm, but I think you're going to get pretty consistent production – um, throughout the year, and I think the Royals, you know, have shown that they'll let these guys go six, seven innings. So you're not going to get, you know, the Shane McClanahan four inning start out of him. Um, so yeah, I'd be adding Lynch in, you know, most twelve team leagues or or deeper at least to have him on my bench and see how these first few starts go.
3: Yeah, make sure you check out Eric's videos; they're fantastic. You can go follow him at Sam Ski NYC. S A M S K I N Y C is Daniel Lynch video. Really good stuff. It's got five thousand views. Nice job. Well done, sir. That's fantastic. Thanks. I think uh, it's the
0: it's the most watched one. That's people great. Love, Keep people doing love it. Daniel Lynch.
3: I just put a tweet out on our feed on the Palazzo podcast feed 2 L2Z, so you can check it out there, or just go directly to his feed. I also said there's plenty of room next to Pitching Ninja for more pitching analysis. So sure, Pitching Ninja is the man. Rob Friedman's awesome, but there's room for more of us, right? Hopefully. Yes, I'm telling you right now, there definitely is. There's always room for more perspective. More perspective is a good thing in this game. Uh, Deary, Daniel Lynch, did you pick him up anywhere? Take any chance on him? No, no? I did
2: I didn't. I watched that start. Uh electric slider, I like it a lot. He threw it 38% of the time. Decent enough fastball. Big, tall kid, six foot six. I think my concern with him in owning him in a redraft league is how many innings are we gonna get from him? You know, he hasn't been above a plus ball where he threw 78 innings. Uh looked pretty good. ERA just over three. Uh, walk rate was down you know strikeouts was pretty was pretty decent Uh, I think he gives you some value here in the next few months I just don't know if he's going to get shut down at any point so I'll ask Eric I mean how many innings do you see out of him
0: you know it's interesting because we have the whole like alternate site 2020 situation Mm -hmm. where we don't really know how many innings these guys threw last year so if I'm looking at it as a major league club he threw 78 the year before they probably tried to push him to a hundred last year um in an ideal circumstance so to suggest to think that you might be able to get 100 110 innings from here from him this year i think is fair um so that would be kind of the range that i'd be looking at
3: it'll be interesting you know there's more guys down there too jackson Coar, oh boy right they, they hey. have a
0: good farm system yeah
3: I mean, Brady Singer, it was just the tip of the iceberg with Brady Singer. And now you got Lynch and more to come there. They have a lot. I got to give a ton of credit. Dayton Moore has done a great job. That's a GM. See, there's a GM you can get behind. He's done so much with so little. And he's won a World Series, too. That guy is. How, How do you like this in the last 12
2: years? They go from shit to World Series champs, making it two years in a row, winning it one year back to kind of middle of the road. And now they're in first place and competing in the central and have an excellent farm system. Like that's how you do it. They signed Take guys. Notes, the Tigers could
3: have, yeah, the Tigers could have signed Carlos Santana. It wasn't that expensive. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, all right, whatever. I'm, this is not all Tigers podcast. This is the, Hey, it's the Rico Palazzo fantasy baseball podcast. Others that can be returning. Miguel Sano's back today. So that's good news for those of you that need some pop in your lineup. Luke Voigt went two for three in his rehab start in Scranton Wilkes. Is it Scranton Wilkes Bar? Wilkes Bar? Wilkes Bear?
0: I think it's Barry, isn't it? Maybe. I oh, think is it, it is. See?
2: I think it is Barry. I, had no I idea. want to yeah, say I'm that's how I've, I've heard it.
0: I've never known. I've never known for
3: sure. I always say Scranton Wilkes Bear. So what the hell do I know? But yeah, he went two for three. Scranton Wilkes Barry. And he's probably going to be with the Yankees very, very shortly. So. I'm excited about that. If you have Luke Voit, I'm sure you've had him on the IL. There's probably no way in hell he's on anybody's waiver wire. Unless it's a 10-team league, maybe he might be on the waiver wire, but you should be grabbing him as long as he's healthy. We're pretty much guaranteed power, right, Eric?
0: I think so, yeah. I mean, you know, the what's the, the foot issue is a, is a problem in terms of, you know, just kind of like using the lower half to get power, um, but I think that he's you know he's he's done his time so to speak on the yeah. IL. so you would like to believe yeah. that he's not coming back unless he's fully healthy and I think that that you know that bat plays I think the power is legit and in that park and with that lineup I think you know you should get really good production for the rest of the year yeah and I think the that good is news so is fetched. the good news
2: with him being able to come back and play first base is there won't be a ton of wear and tear on his lower body so he could just be over at first and hopefully knock enough out of the park that he's just trotting around the bases and not having to sprint
3: yeah, he's going to hit a lot of home runs, but he's still going to do a lot of... And he
1: stood there like the house by the side of the road and watched to go by. Struck him out.
3: That's part of the game. Strikeouts are part of the game. Max Freed is back right now as we do this show live at 747 Eastern Time. Max Freed, two innings in, one hit, three strikeouts on the road against the Nats. That is good news to see him back in business. People make fun of Max Freed, Eric, because he can't... He doesn't strike out enough. He doesn't have that flashiness, but... This guy is very very reliable. He can be somebody who really as long as he's healthy, of course, holds your staff together.
0: Yeah, I think he's I think he's underrated because as you mentioned, he's not flashy and I think for for pitchers, you know, it goes back to like the Kyle Hendricks thing, we tend to gravitate Towards flashier pitchers. We that's why Dylan Cease gets chance after chance after chance on people's <laughs> fantasy teams. Um, but I think that you know you need guys that are reliable. You need guys that, you know, you can plug in the lineup and know that nine times out of ten, you're gonna get at bare minimum an okay start. Um, and I think that, you know, that's a good team. Their offense is gonna wake up a little bit, they're not hitting like I think they will as a team um, throughout the rest of the season. So, yeah, I'm I'm excited about him coming back, I think, you know, and then they can get Soroka back at some point. I think that, you know, rotation becomes pretty dangerous.
3: My, 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 Soroka. You know, I wrote a song about Mike Soroka, so it's a good song.
0: I'll have to (laughs) check it out when this is done. Yeah.
3: It's on the YouTube channel. Under our playlist, songs, all my silly, stupid parody songs. Mike Soroka, Mama mama my, my, Soroka. I did Brady Bunch, the Brady Singer Bunch recently. So those are all there. Cuba Badu, which was a cover of the police's do, 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 da, da, da. Uh, not as popular as it once was. Akil Badu, dearie. <laughs> as, as predicted. One for his last, like, last 30 or something. I mean, just, he's off. He's not doing anything.
2: Yeah, he's, he's looked like hell, but... The discipline has gone away, and he looks like he did when he was in the Twins organization, and that's why they let them go, let him go. And, and there's nothing the Tigers can do with him now because of him being yes. a Rule 5 guy. The only place he can go is back to the Twins.
3: You know, I think I mistakenly said on a show like a month back, like, oh, he'll probably be in A. No, he can't. He's a Rule 5. It's either he's on the team or he's not. You're right. Good point. All right. Guess what? It's time to get into Enrico's Inquisition. Eric Simulski, are you ready to tango? Let's-
0: Let's do it. Hell
1: yeah!
3: (laughs) Would you prefer to deal with a manipulative person or a callous person?
0: Wow, this is deep, deep into my psyche.
3: Alan Trammell or Lou Whitaker? Ooh, I knew you were going to hit me with that. The 1988 Dodgers or the 2020
2: Dodgers? Oh, the 1988 by far. It was the happiest moment like of my sports life. That was my first
3: gut moment. Ho, ho, Nelly, get ready for some doozies cuz it's time for everybody's favorite part of the show, Enrico's Inquisition. Ho, ho, ho. It is great to be doing this segment again. We got to do it with Aaron Paggs last Friday night. A lot of fun to get it back in the rotation. And now we've got Eric Samolsky within our Inquisitional Zone. Musically, this is always the first thing we ask. Uh, favorite artist? Do you have a favorite musical artist? A couple favorite musical artists? It doesn't have to be like one favorite. You can go a few different directions.
0: Um, okay. Yeah. So let's see. Um. so much to choose <laughs> i'm like how does the 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 first question stump me so much um i would say let's let's go with more sentimental music choices so my dad's favorite band is steely dan um, and i grew up listening to a lot of steely dan in the car with my dad so yeah, i would yeah. say um in terms of like music that i hear that has like that emotional connection or that connection that makes me fe- you know feel kind of um you know connected to those memories uh would be steely dan and then also my wife is a massive uh gregory alan isakov fan um so her and i it's like uh folk music singer songwriter um he's he's it's a little like you know like moody and sad but the lyrics are beautiful and he's got a great voice and um, we've and (laughs) we've seen him in concert a few times so so that would be it and then i would just say also just from my childhood um the chili peppers uh, I saw Chili Peppers live a couple times and that was a great show. And there's just, again, something about like listening to Californication that puts me in like a particular time of my life.
3: Absolutely. I mean, do you understand that completely? What, how do you spell the <clears> second group now?
0: <laughs> uh, Gregory Allen Isaacov. So it's Gregory and then Allen with one L. And then the last uh, the last uh-huh. name is I. I. S. A. K. O. V.
3: Yeah, he came right up on the old Google machine. He is a South African American singer songwriter, currently based in Boulder, Colorado. How about that? Yeah, check, check it out, out. dear. You ever heard of him? No, I haven't. You stopped oh. both of us. That's impressive.
0: Well done. Man, my, wife, love... my, my wife's going to be so proud of me. <laughs>
3: Yay! Well, you know, we aim to please when it comes to significant others on this podcast. All right, now I don't know. Yeah, no, I'll save that one. I'll, I want to wait. I want to get away from baseball. Uh, books or Kindle? Books.
0: 100% books.
3: All day. Okay. All day. Like that. Uh, Mac or PC? Uh, Mac. Hmm. Okay. So Final Cut Pro. But you prefer, you like uh, Adobe Audition, you said?
0: Yeah, I, do, I use Adobe Premiere.
3: Premiere! I was thinking the audio version, Edition. Damn it! that makes sense to me um meat or cheese oh man meat
0: wow um steak that's a a real hard question meat or cheese that's that is a tough one we've never asked Sophie's choice yeah um Sophie's choice yeah steak or chicken
3: yeah I guess if you like Uh, you chose meat so yeah steak Hmm. Oh, uh, boy. Well done or medium rare? Medium rare. Good. Yeah, this guy knows what he's doing. <laughs> this is my kind of guy here on Inside Enrico's Inquisition. Um, spring
0: or fall? Fall. Mm. I should probably say spring because of baseball, but but I think it's fall for me.
3: I love fall. Deary, are you spring or fall guy? Oh, it's fall all day, man. Yeah, I agree.
2: It's all day. I mean we live in tree I live in Tree Town here in Ann Arbor, so that like, you know, the leaves are you know, just getting to like start to drop off the trees. You got playoff baseball, football starts to begin, all the idiot college students are back in Ann Arbor. It's it's <laughs> fall. It's fall for me. Also, like I can't stand like spring where like one day it's eighty degrees and the next day it's
3: forty five degrees.
0: <laughs> I hear I hear you there.
3: Yeah, I completely agree with Deary on all of that. Uh, Marv Levy or Sean McDermott?
0: Oh, I mean, I gotta, I gotta say, Marv, out of respect, you know that that started the whole thing off.
3: Well, I mean, McDermott's doing pretty good things. You're oh. right,
0: but he made he went to four Super Bowls. Even if he lost them, right. he went to four Super Bowls. I, I, I'll never say a bad word about you know uh, McBean, but I gotta give the I gotta give the credit to Marv.
3: <laughs> uh, would you rather? Go to spring training for a week or go to a
0: Bills game? One Bills game. Uh, Spring training for a week. I don't, I don't, I'm not a live football guy. I just feel like there's so much downtime in between every play that, you know, I go to a live game. I guess if you're including the tailgate, then it makes it a much tougher decision because there's there's, there's nothing there's nothing quite like a Buffalo tailgate. (laughs) That's what
3: I'm saying. You're not just you're doing the whole experience like you're going there 7 a.m. or something.
0: Let's take it back. I'll go. I'll go Buffalo Bills game. Go to a Buffalo tailgate. Who really cares? You know what? I'll stay. I'll stay in the parking lot and watch the game. It doesn't matter to me.
2: A hundred ambulance rides between all the spectators for those tailgates. Those are just nuts.
0: Yeah, uh, listen, it's going to be a full stadium next year. So,
3: yeah, that's right. Deary, last night we t- on the Is It Safe podcast we talked about. That's another podcast I do with a couple friends. We just talk about any anything. We what talked is about this podcast. We, the one with Luke.
2: <laughs> oh, I do with Luke oh, okay. and his two friends. Oh, okay. I can't imagine yeah. what you guys talk about.
3: Anything? Yeah. We, well, what came up last night was our trip to uh, Penn State. We and we talked about oh, Harry. Yeah. Yeah. Harry. And we stayed that with this was, guy in God. Penn State. Because we went to a Pearl Jam show in Pittsburgh on a Friday night, and then we saw Michigan play Penn State up in Happy Valley the next day. This was like eight years ago, and <laughs> we stayed at this guy's floor. It was all there was available. All the hotels were sold out. We were totally blue. All the accommodations. We like rented we a
2: room in this guy's
3: house. Yeah, to, to that was floor, all. about fifty to, bucks for the floor Just to sleep on his floor. <laughs> Four guys, fifty bucks on a floor, and it turns out he was a former Penn State football player, and. I looked him up yesterday. We were checking in because we were like, what was his name? We knew his name was Harry. And it turned out his name's Harry Hamilton. And we look, we Googled him, and there's this whole this new shit was going down in his life. Like his Wikipedia page had this stuff about this. It was just crazy. It would blow your mind, Deary. It would blow your mind. You got to check it out. Remember his dog's name? No. His dog's name was George Bush. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. So weird. I did not remember that one. I do remember his kid was there who was estranged from him for a long time. It's so weird. It's so bizarre, man. It's a some, old, it was. So,
2: some old guy like pick us up to take us down to the stadium and just drop us <laughs> off. It's like
3: very odd. That's living life. Eric, do you have a weird story like that where you just went on a trip and just weird things happened?
0: I feel like every trip my wife and I go on now a weird thing happens whether it's a you know a volcano yeah. erupting we were <laughs> we horrible. went on a we went on a trip before our wedding we went to Portugal and there were uh, wildfires that were so bad to the extent that we were driving and it, it, we're just like driving on a highway in Portugal, and all of a sudden, this man jumps out in front of the highway and is just like waving his hands wildly. And he was escorting, he was trying to get everybody off the highway because the fire was like approaching the highway. So <laughs> wow. just everything now, I feel like there's there's something going on. He sounds like Don't a that guy. guy. <laughs> yes. Uh, listen, I, I I mean I I hear I heard your story and it reminded me of, you know, I went to Michigan versus Ohio State in Ann Arbor in 2007 um, and the same thing, slept on slept on my friend's floor, woke up at 6:30 in the morning to start, you know, getting ready for the game. Um, it was a horrible game. It was fourth, it was, it was the, that was the Beanie Wells 14 to 3 Ohio State game. It, yeah, was it was awful. Raining. It was raining the entire time. Yeah. Uh, I'm convinced that I had like hypothermia because I was just in like a t-shirt, standing in the rain the whole time. Um, yeah, and then you do what you what you do in college, which is we went back to the house and slept for four or five hours, and then got up and tried to go out again that night. That's
2: right. There is a very good chance we may have bumped into you
3: at some point during that day.
2: No
0: way, yeah, but very
3: possible. <laughs> Who's to say? I, I believe it, I believe it wholeheartedly. God, that game we thought that was bad. Things just got so much worse after 2007. <laughs> so much worse. So yeah. worse. Yeah. This is over. Um, we always ask this, and you're a pitching guy, so I can't wait to hear what you say sliders, curveballs, or change up. Which of those pitches is your favorite change of up. the three?
0: Change ups, it's underrated.
3: Um, well, yeah. we owe uh, Under- SB Streamer for that because we didn't always used to ask to change up. It used to be just sliders and curveballs.
0: Yeah, underrated, deceptive. Um, yeah, it's great.
3: Best changeup of a pitcher you've seen or your favorite even? Even if it's not the best, it's just the one you enjoy the most.
0: I will say just because, you know, I think we got to keep ourselves humble sometimes. Um, the pitcher on my team in college, his name is Ryan Hopkins. He doesn't even pitch anymore. He's an engineer. So, hey, Hop. Um, but he, he, we were at an inner squad scrimmage and his change-up was so really good that he literally told me he was throwing a change-up and I still swung and missed at his change-up. Before the pitch, he gave me the signal, change-up. I sat on his change-up and it dropped so much that I swung right <laughs> over the top of it. So yeah.
3: Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool, huh, dear? That's Jamie Moyer style. That's how you yeah. pitch for <laughs> your 48. Yeah. <laughs> I hate. Oh man, I, I
2: hate the changeup. One because I I couldn't throw it, and two because I couldn't hit it either. Oh,
0: it, I, I think a good changeup can make you look just as foolish as a good breaking ball, as a hit oh,
2: Yeah, absolutely. That's, yeah. that's
3: that's you. You're dropping to your knees on those.
0: Yes. Luis Castillo, he
3: sucks this year, but he used to be good. He had a good changeup. I don't. Good. Is the is what's wrong with him? Is it the changeup? or Is there something else going on here? All mechanical stuff.
0: I think it's also, I don't know, like I, I was talking about him the other day too. I, I don't see anything in the profile that's like, oh, this is a glaring red flag. I think that, you know, he just like, maybe it's another, it's a command issue. He's just not, uh, he does not seem to be locating his pitches. So he's another guy I'm confident will, you know, will bounce back. But changeups right now, it's like the, the Miami Marlins organization, top to bottom. I mean, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, Trevor Rogers, I mean, they, they teach the hell out of a change up there.
3: Wow, that's good to know. I actually took uh, on the In The Sleep Pod I was on today. They asked me Trevor Rogers or John. Who was it? John? Shit, I can't even remember now. Was it John uh, Means read.
0: and you went away from John Means on the day? through? In- I forgot. I,
1: I'm,
3: I'm an <laughs> idiot. I, it was, we, we, we did a bunch of like, uh, would you rather have this? We tried to debate ourselves. Where's I can't remember, but I got it right here. Yes, it was. Would you rather have? Trevor Rogers or Dylan Cease is who it was. We did also talk about John Means, so that's why I thought about Means as well. I said Cease over Rogers slightly.
0: Really interesting. Yeah.
3: but if you think, I mean, I love I love Sandy Alcantara. I've got him in several leagues. I drafted him very heavily this year, and Pablo Lopez to a little bit of a lesser extent. But uh, Trevor Rogers, I'm still I don't know. He looks good, obviously, but I'm I'm still thinking Dylan Cease has a A little bit more to offer he's got four pitches that i think he could throw with regular confidence if he's feeling good of course so uh, uh, that's not what this segment's about so who cares (laughs) yeah we're talking Uh, about me
0: here let's go
3: (laughs) (laughs) it's about eric samolsker in in Enrico's inquisition here talking live at samski nyc on twitter uh do you prefer instagram or twitter
0: uh instagram i'm a photo guy I like, I like I like visuals.
3: Your visual arts—that's your thing. Yeah. Um, hmm. paintings or drawings.
1: Um,
0: geez. my. It's I'm. I'm terrible at both, and my dad would hate me for it. I would say paintings. <laughs> paintings. Yeah. The- the
3: dumbest question i've ever asked on the show i think and i've no, asked I a lot it. of dumb questions that really that have.
0: painting that painting behind me is my father's um, he made that and i have no oh. actual i have no actual artistic talent um, with like you know drawing painting etc so that skipped me
3: <laughs> well yeah you never know I get, we got friends that are really good technical drawers but then other ones that are more really good at artistically drawing and there is a difference there really is sure Cars or bicycles?
0: Bicycles. I'm a city kid. I got my license when I was 18 years old, and I bet I, I didn't really even drive till I was like 21. So.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Would you rather see a play or a stand up comedy?
0: I'd rather see a play. I get uncomfortable in stand-up comedy, to tell you the truth. I keep thinking really? I'm going to be the guy that gets picked on. No matter, <laughs> where, no matter where I sit, I'm like, oh, God, there's something. This is going to look right at me.
3: <laughs> That's interesting. You know, I barely, I think I've seen one stand-up comedy performance in real life. I've just not seen a lot of it in real life. It's weird.
0: Yeah, it's also so easy to watch it, you know, on, like, Netflix or whatever now, so... Uh, not to to say it's not valuable in person but I would just choose to play true very true
3: and finally we always ask this one
0: for
1: love or
3: money
0: Uh, I'm a romantic at heart let's go for love (laughs) beautiful
3: doesn't have to be complicated it can be just that easy folks Everything we ever want to know about Eric Samolski, we've learned it. Now we know everything there is known. There's nothing left to ever ask him ever again. We're closing the Never. book on him for good.
0: We're done. That's it.
3: That's it. Done. This is the Hey, it's Rico Palazzo fantasy baseball podcast, which of course is part of the Roto Fanatic podcast network. Go to rotofanatic.com right now. And make sure that you take time to read GPS report by Paul Mimino and follow Paul at P Mimino fantasy. There's two M's and don't forget. He's Mamino Man. We're going to be making t-shirts soon that have Mamino Man on them. It's a work in progress. In fact, maybe we should get an artist to render that and make it a reality. I think, let's Eric, talk more. I think yeah. Eric should do it. Yeah, I think. That's a great <laughs> idea. Let's see what Eric comes up with. Even if it's just the most simple drawing ever, at least you tried. Perfect. Let's do it. All right, let's talk more fantasy baseball now because that's what this show is all about. It's time for that. Game of games. Name that runner-up, Fabbin. Woohoo! but I love this game. It's a lot of fun. I'm your host, Michael J. Gobier, M. J. Govia, G.O.V. is in Victor, I.E.R. on Twitter, C. Deary1999, and Eric Samulski at Samski, NYC on Twitter. All right, it's real simple. Eric, we give you fab bid, a winning fab bid, but you gotta guess the runner-up bid on it. It's never easy. It's always a challenge. You can play it against us, too. Anybody can bring up a bid and then we can guess. But I'll go first, giving you the bid, so you can see how the game's played. In fact, I'll show. I'll go with Deary because he knows how to play. Watch me and Deary play first, and then we <laughs> know join how me. to play. It's
1: not hard.
3: <laughs> it's tough. It's a tough game, man.
2: I've been doing pretty good anyway. the last few weeks. So I've gotten within a couple dollars on some of these. I've not oh, hit one right we're
3: getting... directly on spot. Yeah, we've gotten better for sure. Yeah, I really think we are getting better, Deary. Yeah, I really do. I, I'm proud of ourselves. I think this is a it's an inexact science like drafts and stuff, but there is like there's a way. There's a way to do it. So. In my TGFBI League this past weekend. By the way, we always do our Sunday Night Fab Show live at 7 p.m. Eastern Time. And I want to thank Dave McDonald for subbing in for Deary on Sunday night. Thank you, Dave. We had a great time talking Fab Bids. And Dave gave some good insight into some great pickups, including... uh, What's his face? Tyler Anderson of the Pittsburgh Pirates looked fantastic against... He's a two-star pitcher this week. And I was like, what? Tyler Anderson? But Dave yeah, looks like a genius right now. Yeah, he had a no-no going last night. Yeah, very, very impressive. Bit. So, Deary. Yeah, we got? Shane, Shane McClanahan. Mm. Old pal. Eric's favorite pitcher. Or his new crush. His new man crush. Shane McClanahan was bid $113. $113? What was the runner-up fab bid? Yeah, th- These
2: are so fun because he was also bid on in my league as well for $57 of the win. was the winning bid. You said 113.
3: I know it just every league is so it's different. It's I, 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 I love that's why it's, a, you I never figure shame. this out.
2: Yeah, I, I I love this guy. I just hope he can get enough innings. Uh, you know, if you're in a wins league, they can get you a win. I mean, he, he's that's he the went, what for the other day. Uh, Luis yeah. Patino, a similar guy, you know, he's been doing this bid relief thing. And these guys are, are two guys that are really on the come up here. 113. I'm going to go with $90
3: Eric, you want to take a stab at it?
0: Yeah, I think a lot of people didn't know to bid on him because the bids were low in some of my leagues. I'm going to go with $27. Well, the closer
3: answer was Chris Deary. (laughs) Runner-up bid was $81. Okay, not bad. This was a little tighter, but still a gap of, you know, 40 bucks or so. So, well done. Deary, what do you got for us? All right, let's go with the guy who was off to
2: a slow start. Had a real nice week last week. Has a ton of power for the St. Louis Cardinals. Tyler
0: O'Neill, winning bid mm. $75.
3: Nice, that's a great bid. Uh, Eric, why don't you go first?
0: Um, let's make it a close one. Let's say the runner-up bid was $71. Hmm,
3: okay. I think Michael? there would be a competitive bidding. If you know what you're doing, you want Tyler O'Neill on your team, could give you a combo of power and speed. Very athletic guy. Very quick. Surprising to some people for a power guy. But I'm going to say somebody low-balled it like 43. Uh, Eric was only $4 away. The winning bid
2: was $67. <laughs> the, the, the runner-up bid was
3: $67. Wow. Nice job, Eric.
2: Well done.
0: Just like that.
3: Woo! That's impressive. Eric, yeah, that. do you want to propose one to us, or you just want us to keep proposing? Because we have plenty. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, I'll go for it. So um, there, was a, there was a meltdown uh, in Colorado the other day, and many people were starting to say that, you know, Daniel Bard is losing uh, the closer's job. So mm. in all of my leagues, people were bidding on Michael Givens. Um, in my TGFBI league, he went for $47. What was the runner-up bid? Hmm.
3: 47 uh, I will say... 12.
2: I am gonna say twenty-three dollars.
0: Uh the runner-up bid was five dollars. Mm. Five dollars. I knew it'd be 14, lower. I, yeah. yeah. Forty-two dollar overbid.
2: Yeah, wow. he went in my league for thirteen dollars with no runner-up bid. Yeah. <laughs> Which is not bad. Thirteen bucks, but with no runner-up bid, that, that that's not bad. You got him for thirteen bucks.
3: We want to welcome in Jasper Springer. He's new to the show. He just found us yesterday. Hello, Jasper. Welcome in. That's a sweet-ass name, by the way. I'm really digging that. And thank you for listening and following along to the show. We're playing Name That Runner Up Fab Bid, Jasper. You guys, in the live stream comments, you guys could put in your, your bids if you want to play along, too. You're more than welcome to do so. Dalton Varsho in my TGFBI league. Dalton Varsho went for $102. $102. Deary, name that runner-up bad Hmm. $102. He also went in
2: my league. Um, not for $100. Yeah? Not for, not for $10. <laughs> what? <laughs> he went for $7. Uh, um, let's Let's go in between there a little bit. I'm going to go with
0: $51. Eric? He went in my league, too, uh, for $132. Wow.
1: Whoa.
0: Um, so I'm going to try to find the middle ground there, and I'll go $87. Well, this
3: was a weird week for Fab then, because the runner-up bid on Dalton Varsho in this league was $9. <laughs> <laughs> no,
0: that the runner-up for the $132 bid in my league was $3. Wow. There you go. Oh. Yeah. There you go. You wow. want to know
3: who made that bid, by the way?
0: Was it you? It was
3: me. I paid one hundred and two
0: dollars <laughs> for Dolph Parcho when I could have had him for ten dollars. Wow. So, talk, talk to the guy in my league who paid one hundred and thirty-two. I'm still trying you guys to get guys can over Bond this. over it.
3: Yeah, I know. I was like, yeah, oh, I totally okay. Whatever. How uh, much do you money you get, got? How, how much
2: money you got left in your league, Mike?
3: Oh, I, uh, I'll have you to, I'll check okay? that right now. Let me effort that. I think I got a decent amount still. Uh, stand by three, two, one. I have $629. So, yeah, okay. I still got plenty of money. Okay. okay,
2: you're good. All right, let's go with Corey Kluber. He had a really great start against the Tigers last week. People are wondering if the Kluber show is back. Winning bid, $123. What do you think? Um,
0: I'm I'm kind of buying into to Kluber as well. Uh, so let's go 101 for the sec- for the runner-up bid. Michael? You said 123, you said? 123.
3: Hmm. That tiger start. Hey, somebody might have got really excited. Yeah, I'll say uh, 103. 103. You both are
2: well off. The runner-up bid was $47. Not everyone was believing in it.
1: Mm,
3: I'm also not believing in it yet. I'd have to see another start beyond the Tiger start, although he did have a good start against the Orioles prior to that. So I'm somewhat intrigued.
0: Um, I've got, I've got one. Uh, Bring it. Another, another veteran pitcher, people buying the recent production. Uh, Robbie Ray went in my league for 60 for $68.
2: Yeah, he had, like, a really good start on that Sunday, didn't he?
0: Yes. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'll say 23. Oh,
2: I'm going to go 48.
0: All right. I'm a bit of a dick for this one because the runner-up bid was also $68. It was a Oh, top- Wow. Cool. A <laughs> lot of a well lot, lot of Robbie Ray believers.
3: Yeah, fun. you totally nailed this. Well done, sir. You know how to play. You're really catching on fast. I'll tell you what. That's how nice. this game is played. we will right, we'll do one more quick round of this then we'll move on. I've got Adbert Azaley. Adbert Azaley, starting pitcher of the Chicago Cubs. Winning bid $42. What was that? Runner-up
0: bid. Um, let's go, let's go. Twenty-one dollars. Somebody else believed in him. Uh, ish, ish. I'm going to say this
2: runner-up bid was pretty close to winning it. I'm going to go with thirty-eight dollars. Wow!
1: And a ground ball into left field for a base hit. They're going to wave him in. Going to be close, and he's going to be out oh so
3: close dearie you're off by one dollar39 wow. dollars well All done. Right. and bro. I'm that's, under yeah that's outstanding that's fantastic what do I that, win what do I win rod you my respect you have won my respect I'll give you that much by the way <laughs> I want to get I also wanted to use that bid to get a little bit of credit back after the Dalton Marshall bid because that was me I won that bid by three dollars so I did it right that time so kudos. thank you to me kudos to me uh all right. Let's anybody else want to do one more? I think we had our fill. Uh let's go Dylan Stees just because we talked about him. Winning bid was
2: $21. What do we got for a runner-up bid? Wow, $21? That's a steal yeah. right now.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, he went he went for 40 in mine after I cut him before. <laughs> uh let's go, let's go as close and let's go $16 as a runner-up bid.
3: That's a solid bid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to say
2: $18. Ooh, you guys are both very close. Winning bid, $15. Ooh.
3: Ah, well, we're Eric on the right was track at least. We were on one the right off. track at least. Jasper Springer's on a live stream. He said, I picked up Shane McClanahan and looking at grabbing Andrew Vaughn in a 12-team Yahoo League. Uh, Eric,
0: is McClanahan 12-team viable? Uh, I have him in a 12-team. It is a keeper league, so I think that obviously skews it. Um yeah, I'd pick him up in a 12 team because they stated that they're going to stretch him out at the major league level. Um, so I think what that says to me is that they view him as a starting pitcher and they plan to you know, extend his pitch count with each outing. So I'm hopeful that he goes five next time and maybe we start to see him settle in around 80, 80 pitches. So I don't know that he goes deep into games, but if he's giving you five or six innings consistently – Um, in his starts, I think he becomes 12-team viable because that stuff is just so electric.
3: Andrew Vaughn still does not have a home run this year. But with the the injuries, he is 12-team viable, in my opinion. He will get it going because he's going to get playing time now. They have no choice.
2: Yeah, their whole opening day outfield is injured right now. I wouldn't be surprised if Eaton ends up on the DL in the next couple of days. Yeah, so oh, there's there's no reason for Larusa to hold him back now. He he's starting tonight in left field, and he was batting fifth. So I, I think a breakout starts to come. No home runs yet, but he's batting two seventy three through sixty four plate appearances. So I think he starts heating up here, and he's definitely viable in the twelve team. Agreed.
3: Well done. Well done, boys. Nice work there. I know Jasper approves. Right, Jasper Springer, thanks for the questions. You guys are welcome to ask questions or pickups, scenarios, anything on your mind, fantasy baseball-wise, or even non-fantasy baseball-wise. We can cover anything. We can talk about, you know, the collective good and, uh, you know, what's best for society or, you know, stocks, crypto. I don't know. You want Whatever you want to talk about, whatever's on your mind, drop it like it's hot. All right. Now, I've been looking forward to this. This is called The Replacements. This segment is players to fill the void for freshly injured players or somewhat freshly injured players. And this also ties in our conversation about injuries and how bad they are. So you guys can feel free to drop your opinions. We did kind of briefly talk about it in the opening, but I want to cover these players and we want to get replacement opportunities. And also, if we can try to give the audience context, is this, 12-team viable, 15-team viable? Is it a specific type of league, a head-to-head? Is, if there is parameters, make sure that we cover those. So we'll start with Luis Robert. He's out, and I'm going to drop him in redraft leagues. I think it's just it's a hip injury. It's a serious deal. He's out for months, they said, right? That's what we heard, months. Yeah. I don't know if they said three or what, but they said months initially. So what do we do here, and who can be of service in replacement of Luis Robert. Eric, why don't you start us off since you're the guest of honor.
0: Sure. So, you know, I think you were hoping for like, you know, 270-2020 out of Luis Robert. I mean, I think people maybe wanted more, but that may have been what you were getting. So how about 270-15-15 and go pick up Cedric Mullins off the waiver wire because he's still not owned in enough leagues. Um, he's like 56% owned on Yahoo, which is generally a pretty good barometer of, you know, uh, a guy's availability on a wire. I would pick him up in a, in 12 team leagues for sure. Uh, he stopped switch hitting. He's hitting just from the left side only now. Um, you know, when you can focus all of your attention on one swing, um, that can be good for you. His reach rate, uh, his, you know, O swing is down. So he's not swinging at pitches out of the zone as much. Um, he's making good hard contact. He's sitting at the top of the lineup. I think he's Justin Mason's favorite player. He tweets about him like daily. Uh, but I think <laughs> that that but I but I think that love is justified because you know I think that he's, um, <laughs> I think he's a really strong player. He's hitting 322 with five home runs and three steals so far. So you know I think people are need to bu- need to start buying in.
3: I love it. I love me some Sed Mullins. I picked him up in a secondary head to head league last week that was the day he hit two home runs i think it was last monday it was about a week ago i was like oh cool what a great start to my week but it didn't finish that way but it was a great start to week i'm all in on mullins until proven otherwise he's gonna get daily at bats and he can do just about everything because he plays at camden yards as well uh dearie anybody you want to jump in with for robert or we can move to the next player your call
2: yeah um so i picked up this guy in the last couple days in two of my leagues he was picked up with a fab bid as well in my TG FBI, and I think he's going to be a hot name in this upcoming week. And that's Mike Talkman. So Talkman was moved on over to the Giants. He's now betting lead off with the Giants. Yaz is out. Dickerson is now hurt. He he may be going on the DL. He's he sat uh, yesterday. I think he may have already been put on the DL. So Talkman can play anywhere in the outfield. He's a guy who's going to be able to get on base. And the fact that he's leading off for the Giants is really nice. Giants are 13th in the league in scoring, uh, scoring runs. He got on base four times yesterday in that doubleheader. Scored a couple runs. Be able to give you a nice like 270 average. Swipe a couple bags. Probably not going to put the ball out of the park a lot, but I love the fact that he's going to be leading off for him, and he, you know he's going to be available in a ton of leagues right now. Um, so he's a nice pickup. I like Mike Topman uh, over there in San Francisco.
3: Yeah, that's a. Sol- Those are two solid replacements. Well done, guys. I respect what we're doing here. We're talking the replacements. Who's going to fill the void now that? Our players are gone or hurt. I actually drafted Luis Robert in the Palazzo Invitational. Good job, Mike. Well done. Woohoo! Yippee. I, I drafted Eloy Jimenez in that league. Hey, <laughs> look at us. Our, we're setting the standard for our own league. we geniuses. <laughs> I will bad. say, I will say this, and this is fully on me. I am responsible. But it was an auto-pick, which is really dumb. So <laughs> you don't want to auto-pick your first four picks. So it's was Mondesi, easy. right? Yes. So. And, uh, yeah, I have Monsey and Robert. It's uh, been a tough start in the Plaza Invitation. But, anyways, that's not about me. This is about replacing players. Let's go back to Eric now. We're talking Hayes, Lazardo. Luz- no, he's been a real bummer for me. I have him in a few spots. I even took a risk on him in a quality starts league, and it's just not worked out so far. So who knows when he'll be back. It's not a season-ending injury. It's his pinky. So he'll be back eventually. But who could fill the void until then?
0: Uh, so let's go one Bay area lefty to another Bay area lefty. Um, and I think you should add Alex Wood. um, I think, you know, Alex Wood introduced a slider last year, but didn't really pitch that many innings. The slider is a very good pitch. I fully buy into it. Um, and you know, I think he's a true three pitch pitcher. Now he's always been relatively good when he's pitched. Um, you know, he's pitching in a pitcher's park. Uh, you know, I think that you can avoid, um, the Dodgers, but like the Padres haven't really been as good offensively as everybody thought they were going to be. So it's not as, it's not as much of like a, Oh God, run away from the NL West type of situation. And I think, you know, he's got real swing and miss ability with that pitch. So I'm running him out there until, you know, we, you're eventually talking about who replaces Alex Wood, because he's always hurt (laughs) and he probably will be at some point this year. It's only a matter of time. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. Yeah. We all know the truth there, but (laughs) Hey, Enjoy the ride. You know, take advantage of it. That's what fantasy baseball is. You go and jump on somebody's back, and you enjoy the ride until they fall apart and pass out in the desert. And that's how it works. So I just can't believe these giants, man. Gaussman, Wood. Uh, all the, they just pick up all these pitchers. And, and Gaussman's on the aisle now. So well, isn't that uh,
2: just a COVID reaction?
3: Oh, was it? Yeah. I, th- I, th- I, think, I, think I don't it's risk the his... guy. It... I think it's the shot reaction. I don't wish him ill will. I just, these Giants, are, I mean, I got to <coughs> give, uh was it, uh, Zar, Faidi Zarhan? Oh, I said his name wrong. I'm an idiot. The GM, he's amazing. He's doing great work over there. So kudos to him. Kudos to the Giants. You guys are doing what the Tigers should be doing. So I'm just going to shut up now and listen to what Deary has to say. Who you got, Deary?
2: You know, let's just cross the bit, bridge and go over to Oakland, and let's look over at Cole Irvin. So Cole Irvin, big six foot four lefty as well, uh, doesn't throw the ball super fast. He you know he sits at about ninety, throws about fifty three percent of the time. Uh, but what he does really well is he locates it. He's got a really excellent changeup and a pretty decent slider. So his last three outings have been really really solid. One run, nine Ks against Toronto. Two runs eight K's against Tampa Bay and then one run six K's against the Orioles. So his last three starts have looked really good. This guy who didn't really do much when he was in Philadelphia and now he's come over to Oakland and I think he's going to be able to step into that role of, you know, being a kind of a stopgap until Lazardo can come back. What a dumb injury for Lazardo. I mean, he's, he's already been a disaster this season. And then he's playing video games and does like, what? Is, like, it reminds me of me that, at like right? 22 years. Old. No, he was playing video games and he went nuts and broke his hand. <laughs> oh, you believe but, that? Oh, yeah, I do. Oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. What, what do you think
3: happened? <laughs> oh, I think it was a Robbie Ray scenario, just more bullshit, you know? Oh, I fell oh. down with my kid. It was probably just some <laughs> it's shit-faced, and he did something dumb. That's my—I always assume every baseball player who gets injured like that was
2: and then he And then he hit it from the training staff because he started that game.
0: Yeah, (laughs) It also doesn't make sense. Like he said that he was upset about something in the video game. So he threw his hands up in the air and his hands then hit the table. But like most table, (laughs) I'm just, I'm like, okay, if I'm in my living room, any table that I have is like knee height, it's low. So if I'm sitting on a couch and I throw my hands up in the air and I'm, after I'm holding my, my, the control, like how do I hit, how do I hit the table? <laughs> he, he, yeah, he
2: didn't
3: think this one out very well. Yeah, yeah. says Joel Zemaya. esque like
2: you got. Oh, but that one was
0: better. great. I what did he like strained his arm playing Guitar Hero or something? That was my favorite.
3: Yeah, that's exactly what the story was. And by the way, I got Mister Zaidi's name backwards. I got the words right, your name right, but I got it backwards. My apologies to you, sir. It's Farhan Zaidi, not Zaidi Farhan. Apologies. Uh, all right, let's. We uh, covered Jesus Lazardo here. We're doing the replacements. We're giving you guys opportunities. Cole Irvin was amazing last night, by the way. And I want to say uh, I recommended him in the tag team lead that I do with Eric Cross, but Eric wasn't feeling it, so we didn't do it. But I also made recommendations that we probably did that didn't work out at all. So I'm not blaming him at all. I'm just saying co-managing is hard. It's a challenge. <laughs> it's a process. you got to learn and adapt and just it's it's challenging it's really have you ever co-managed a team eric
0: um not in baseball i co-manage a i co-manage a football team with uh my co my, my podcast co-host um you know and, and we get along well but there's definitely some moments where you are just angry texts back and forth about like with <laughs> str- the strategy or picking up this guy or that guy so
3: yeah i wanted to take a flyer on eric lauer and cole Irvin because we needed more wins and we're just behind the pitching stuff and I know that, you know, Lauer gave up some runs, but a lot of them were unearned yesterday, too. So it would have been nice to get some more strikeouts, which they both provided yesterday. So I didn't think... By the way, I did not think Cole River would be as amazing as he was last night. Eight innings, 9Ks, just totally shut down the Blue Jays. But I did think he could be uh, serviceable. So that's how it goes. Them's the breaks. Travis Darnot is he's done. He's... I, I don't know how he'll play again this year. It's a thumb that has a torn ligament. And batting with a torn ligament is going to be very, very challenging even when he gets back and building up the strength in it. If he gets back by August or September, that'll be impressive. I'll give him credit for that. But uh, catchers, we've had a lot of catcher injuries. No, Omar Narvaez is on the IL as well. And what do we do here? What? In fact, let's just do a – I put Darno and Narvaez on here, so let's just give us a catcher replacement here who could help out with either one of those guys, Eric.
0: Yeah, so actually every Sunday I do a, a streaming catcher article out on or for, you know, the week ahead. Um, and I think that the, the two things I look at, um, you know, I think plate appearances are crucial, right? You got to make sure you're getting a guy who's getting consistent at-bats because, yeah. you know, almost everybody, almost every catcher situation is a timeshare. And even if somebody's hitting well, if he starts two games during the week, um, you you might not get as many counting stats as you will in other situations. Um, so I actually think uh, Wilson Ramos is not owned in enough leagues. Um, and, you know, he's consistently getting a lot of playing time, um, career high barrel barrel rate, career high exit velocity. Um, you know, the the launch angle is up a little bit more into like home run territory. His, you know, expected stats are all higher than his actual stats. But I think, you know, this is a guy who's going to be in the lineup pretty consistently. He has always hit for a decent batting average, you know, 250, 260, 270 range. And I think he has the power to, you know, wind up at 15 home runs. Um, and so, you know, you may not get a boatload of runs and RBIs, but I think you're going to get enough production that, um, I'm not necessarily like, you know, I don't need to go run and pick up. Um, I don't know. There's just so many, like, you know, Mike Zanino on the wire and stuff <laughs> like that. I'd rather have the consistent Yay! bats of Ramos. Come on. You don't want
2: 40% strikeout rate from Zanino. <laughs> yeah.
0: I'll get my home runs in there, I guess.
3: That is so typical, man. It's so interesting that you said at bats, that's the, <laughs> That is the first thing I click on in all my 15-team leagues on NFBC. I click on at-bats when I'm on the free agent wire fab bidding for catchers because I need the – I don't even care who it is now. I picked up Jacob Stallings because he was getting daily at-bats for the Pirates. Mm -hmm. He doesn't do anything, but I was like, I just need somebody to just be there every day because I got so many guys like Tyler Stevenson or, uh, you know, just like you said, a lot of timeshares, and it's a real mess. (sighs) What about you, dearie? You
2: know, Jacob Stallings was a nice call there. Jacob Stallings does get on base. Uh, He's kind of a doubles machine if he can get the at-bats, which he does. And I think he has like 14 walks to like 19 strikeouts, so that one's not bad. I did pick up uh, William Contreras, Wilson's little brother. He actually did hit a home run today, so I was just kind of getting a flyer on him. Young guy, didn't do much through the minors, um, but, you know, I I, got to play someone there. Uh, You know, Wilson – ramos a guy that i did have earlier in the year and i just i gave up on him because i'm just like he plays for the tigers like those rbi opportunities aren't going to be there but like to eric's point 15 to 20 home runs is really interesting but the guy i want to bring up is mike you mentioned him tyler stevenson with joey Votto being out now does tyler stevenson have a chance to get a share at first base now
3: oh that'd be amazing i would love Mm -hmm. to see that yeah,
2: he's off to a toward start. I mean, obviously that Babbitt before sixty nine is nuts. <laughs> I mean, yeah, but every time he
3: plays, he does something, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Every time Which is he plays, even more he, impressive because he he's
3: something. not playing daily.
2: Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Like he—he's someone, I, and he's been behind Tucker Barnhart because Tucker Barnhart's having an excellent season. Uh, you know Votto being hurt now, maybe this gives Stevenson a chance to play first base. I'd have to look deeper into the numbers and see if he played any first base when he was in the minors. I know he isn't known for being a typically good defensive catcher, but he's known for his bat. And if this guy can start to get regular at bats, I think he gives a real nice boost from possibly two positions.
0: Yeah, I, I, think, I think the issue there might be in terms of him playing first base would be that Jonathan India came back too. So now, you know, if they're going to get Naquin at-bats, they have Winker, Castellanos, Naquin in the outfield, which means Senzel needs somewhere to play. Yeah. So they might, you know, they might be one of those things where they actually have legitimate infielders play infield positions and move Mustakis to, you know, first yeah um, but who, who knows true. how that shakes out? I think. Yeah, I mean,
2: a- we all know there's going to be an injury in the next week with some yes. of these guys. <laughs> either Mustakis, right. who's Mustakis has been horrid so far this year. He I, been that, bad. that's right. that's frustrating. I don't have any shares, but I, I get texts from many friends that are just like, "This is this is ridiculous. I can't believe what's happening with him."
3: Senzel get I, hurt too. He's not reliable. He, yeah. I like him, but he's he just perpetually hurt.
0: Yeah, I will throw one last name in there. Just um, if if Kyle. Um, Higashioka is on the wa- the mm-hmm. waiver wire. I would, I'm interested in him because I, I'm just not a Gary Sanchez believer, and I think the Yankees are starting to realize that, you know, the defense behind the plate is so poor, and it, it has ripple effects onto their pitching. And, you know, when you're hitting, you know, sub 200, uh, there's only so much that they can also tolerate bad defense. And I think that's a 50-50 split now, and I wouldn't be shocked if it winds up going – you know, 60, 40, 70, 30 in favor of um, Higashioka as the year goes on, because he actually has been hitting and his defense is just much better.
3: Yeah, looks like those Gary Sanchez uh, fantasy takes I had, insane fantasy takes, might not hold up this year, dearie. Yeah.
2: So. Dude, keep riding it, no. man. It's going to come around, right, Mike? It's going to come around.
3: <laughs> well, there's still time. I mean, Higgy looks good, though. He just... Yeah. He's good enough where, like, Sanchez just never plays. He's playing tonight, I believe, but boy. you're right. It's a good call. Get Higgy. And whenever I say Higgy, I think I said this the other day, it always reminds me of Bobby Higginson, dearie. It's all I think of when I hear Higgy.
2: I remember there was this... <laughs> There was a story years ago. I was in Royal Oak, and uh, we met some girls at at this bar. And this one girl was like, oh, yeah, my friend just left with a Detroit Tiger. I'm like, who? And she's like, oh, he said his name is Bobby Higginson. I go, oh, the guy who's up to bat right now on TV. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's. Yeah, they immediately were like, all right, we got to find this girl.
3: I'm surprised that doesn't happen more often. I bet that does. People are devious, man. Good yeah, God. Uh, by the way, Jasper Springer says. Kiner Falefa, Mr. Isaiah Kiner Falefa, does have catcher eligibility in Yahoo, which is just the dumbest thing ever, but it's true. So <laughs> great news for you. If you have him, take a chance. He also says he has Alejandro Kirk, which is a bummer because Kirk looked great for a minute there. He was heating up. Yeah. He's got a great bat. Uh, real quick, Eric, do you think Kirk is too – he's going to have to lose weight? Is, is, he's is a bowling, bowling ball of a human being. He I is at 5'8", 5'8", yeah. eight,
0: eight, 270. I think – I think he might have to, uh, in order to catch like a full season of games. Um, right, you know, I think it's a it's a grueling position. It takes a lot. Um, but listen, I mean, we've you know we've seen it from his own teammate, you know, Vlad Guerrero Jr. That sometimes it takes guys being in the league and being through the grind to realize that when they thought they were in good enough shape or when they were in good enough shape for the minor leagues, it's maybe not the same um in the in the majors um and i also know that you know the support staff and the what's around you makes it a lot easier in the major league level um you know in order to make sure that your your health and fitness is at the highest possible level so you know sure i think he can lose a little bit and i think they he would i don't see any reason why not good point good
3: point J.D. Davis on the I.L. He's got a hand issue. I thought he would be fine, but he was put on the I.L. because that's just what happens this year. Replacement for Mr. J.D. Davis has third base and outfield eligibility depending on where you have him. So you could take this in either direction, Eric.
0: I actually went in basically. I tried to find you as close to the exact replacement as possible. So I took a person with infield-outfield eligibility who had a hand injury um, and a lot of people were dropping hunter dozier because um, he wasn't performing at the beginning of the year but he had a, a finger issue and you could see he was wearing like a protective um you know guard or whatever on his on his thumb um, and you know that obviously impacts your ability at the plate i think he started to come around a little bit he's another guy where if you look at like the stat cast leaderboard and you look at the difference between expected stats and actual stats he's kind of all over the leaderboard of of differences. Um, he's still you know, hitting the ball. He's squaring the ball up relatively well. He just hasn't had the thump behind it because you know, he clearly has had a finger issue. But I yeah. think uh, he's starting to heat up and he gives you basically the exact same thing you were getting from J.D. Davis.
3: Great call, man. It's the time to strike on Dozier because he's going to start getting the ball rolling here and it's ha- going to happen. He's going to steal bags. He's going to hit home runs. He won't hit 300, but that's not what you got him for. He can give you A nice balance of power and speed. I think that's a great call. Well said. And we always, we panic sometimes because we want results, but we do have to be a little patient, especially with a guy who has a hand or thumb injury. That's not easy to deal with, with a wooden bat and a baseball coming at you at 98 miles an hour.
0: And I think the 2020 season programmed some of us to be, super reactive because it was only two months long and everybody had to make decisions immediately. So you're now used to being like, oh, it was two bad weeks. I got to find somebody else. But, you know, this is a grind. It's going to be months of this. And, you know, if if you've got a guy that has a track record, I think you can hold him for a little bit longer and, you know, try to wait it out like I'm doing with Tommy Pham just sitting on my bench in so many leagues right now, just <laughs> waiting to see if that happens.
2: We all have those guys.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yes, we
2: do. What about you, Deary? Uh, I mean, you know, it's a grind, like Eric said. And if you're going for just like a short term, you're looking for somebody to just help you out at third base for a month. Why not a 35-year-old as Cabrera? He bet second for the Diamondbacks. He also has second base and first base eligibility in Yahoo leagues right now. You know what you're going to get from him. He's going to be able to put the ball over the fence every once in a while. He's going to be able to get on base good enough with his walk rate. And he'll hit for an okay average. So it's like a decent little stopgap. Another guy who doesn't have third base eligibility, but I love the eligibility of several places in the infield, second base, shortstop, and then even in the outfield. And he's not going to blow you away with his average right now, but he's still batting at the top of this Red Sox lineup, and that's Kike Hernandez. The guy is going to score 100 runs if he stays in that leadoff spot for them. So he's another guy that like you can pick up if you're falling behind in runs. Like He's a guy, pick up and slot him in, and he's going to be able to give you, you know, five, six runs a week.
0: I do just want to point out Hunter Dozier just homered off Shane Bieber. There it is. Um, as As we were talking about this too. We are Dozier believers <laughs> here at the Plaza yeah. Pod. Oh, Mike's pissed. He
3: well no, I, I wanted I was just gonna try to trade for him in my home I've, league now. It's just gonna I've get been, harder.
0: I've been working on a trade for him all day via text. And <laughs> so I'm, sure that, I'm, sure that, yep. I'm sure that now the price is gonna just skyrocket. Yeah, yep, I've been I propped it. <laughs> I've been trying
2: to work on a conforto trade for like two weeks, and now he's yep. like really starting to heat up and it's like the
3: price just keeps going up. And I'm
2: like, fuck, I can't get it now.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yep. <sighs> I propped a deal right before the we went on the show here, and now that's it's going to be reworked. It's not going to happen. <laughs> One home uh, run changes everything. <laughs> well, no, yeah, he's hit a, whole, a couple home runs over the last few days. So that's good yeah. news, though, for the places I drafted him and have him in my lineup. So good news there. That is, again, going back to what I said at the beginning of the show, taking a risk. A guy who is slumping, but you you know he's got to get better at some point, so you got to put him in the lineup. The law of averages says that he will get it going eventually, and that's starting to happen with him. Uh, real quickly, let's, um, I threw a couple other names here, too. I had Nico Horner, who's out. Joey Votto is hurt today. He's on the IL. Alex Karoloff went on the IL today. Um, just give me – you can go any of these three you want to replace. Let's just do one more, Eric. Uh, your choice.
0: Um, sure. Let's go with um – Let's go with uh, if we're going to replace Alex Kirilov with another kind of uh, first base outfield left handed hitting rookie. Um, I'm I'm interested in Pavin Smith. Pavin Smith. I think it's Pavin. We'll go, we'll go with that. Um, I love his approach at the plate. He makes a ridiculous amount of contact. Um, I think that there's a little bit more power in there than he's shown. I don't think you're getting like you know what Alex Kirilov was doing the last couple of days where. I mean, it just seemed like every ball he was hitting was absolutely crushed. But this guy's leading off for the Diamondbacks. Um, so I think, you know, going back to what Deary was saying before, runs are an underrated category in fantasy. We don't pay attention to them enough. Guy's leading off. He's got some pop. He's got stolen, ba- uh, he's got runs in his bag. And I think that, you know, he's not going to strike out a lot. So uh, I like him if he's on her wire still.
3: Fabulous. Deary, take us through one more player's choice.
2: Yeah, I think when, when Eric uh, stepped out because of technical difficulties, I brought up Robbie Grossman. Yes, he does <laughs> play for the Detroit Tigers, but he bats the lead leadoff, and he's got an 18.3 walk percentage this, this year, and he's got six stolen bases. So the opportunity to steal 15 stolen bases is there maybe there's the opportunity if if he continues to be able to get on base, maybe gets that average closer to his career average, which is 250, maybe the Tigers can trade him and maybe get something for him in return. I think that's kind of the hope that they're thinking with some of these guys. Sure, it leaves their outfield more depleted than, it is, than it's ever been, but, I mean, Robbie Grossman's a guy who – I, with the opportunity to get on base like he does and maybe get some steals there's no way the tigers are going to bet 205 for this whole season there's just no way that's going to happen you know maybe Mazzara comes back up when when he gets back on the mend and he can get you know slot him over in in one of the corner spots and you know he's a guy who could maybe knock in some more runs so i think grossman average is probably going to get up a little bit and If the Tigers can start, bats can start heating up a little bit. They scored seven runs last night. You know, he gets closer to maybe like 65, 70 runs.
3: It's possible they could. Who knows? That Tiger team is bad, but you're probably right. They will get a little bit better. Hmm. I'm not going to be negative here. Uh, By the way, Anthony Rendon officially on the IL just now. So there's another buddy. Oh, my God. IL Buddies. We should start a sitcom called IL Buddies. It's just two guys on the IL. How many games has he played
2: for the Angels so far? It
3: seems like, oh, it's it's been
1: rough. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Like career wise, since he signed last year and they had the short bozo season. So that's not his fault. But yeah, you're right. It's been, he's, but he plays though. He's been good this year, Mm -hmm. at least with Rendon, Otani, Trout, Walsh. It looks like a great lineup. I hope they can keep him healthy. But. all right great job guys really well done and as far as injuries being up there's a great article you got to pay for it uh maybe you can avoid the paywall i don't know i don't recommend cheating that way but hey i do like to buck the system ken rosenthal wrote an article on the athletic today that yes yeah. injuries are up i Italy wanted to baseball read that has article, a problem but i didn't want to i wanted to too yeah i wish i could I just, I just can't pay for every subscription out there but i do appreciate people who are writing and getting paid for it i believe in that wholeheartedly so it's complicated it's complicated. But. You know, I was looking
2: into this today and I was just like perusing through and looking at all the injuries throughout the league. Can you guess how many guys are on DL right now because of arm injuries? This would be shoulder, arm or, or forearm or wrist. Can you guess how many guys?
3: There's 30 teams. I'll say there's two. I'll, I'll say there's uh 53. Eric, you want to put in a guess?
0: I, I don't know why i weirdly think it's a lot of lower body Oh, you're talking is does hand yeah. count we'll, we'll go yeah. lower body next <laughs> uh let's 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 go um i don't know let's, let's i want to go price as right rules and go with 54. 99 yeah so hmm. now i win well let's done, well, well done. <laughs> you are the winner <laughs> okay hamstring groin quad oblique and hip how many yeah, that that's if that's 99 i'm gonna go but are there that many guys on the, on the IL? Like, I want to go like a hundred because I want to say it's more than arm, but um, let's go uh, 87.
3: Mike. 87. Uh, I'm going to say uh, 157.
2: <laughs> no, 72, 13 guys no. on the DL for back core side or ribs. And then my third one, which is 34, is just dumb luck things that that happen in the field, like an e and type thing, you know, where you know get hit in the hit in the thumb, something like that, or or COVID things, and it was 34. But we got over 250 guys on the DL. It's
3: crazy. Oh, well done. That's good stuff, man. Thank you for sharing that, because that is the reality here. But injuries do appear to be up. Uh, based on consensus from people who have paywalls. Derek Rhodes is another guy I respect a lot. He keeps up on injuries, but he writes for Baseball Prospectus, so you have to pay for their sub as well. I really want to read his article and Ken Rosenthal's article, so maybe, I don't know, maybe uh, I'll shell out the cash for it. But if anybody has a free article they want to send my way, <laughs> send it to Remember. Plaza Podcast at ProtonMail.com. I'll be happy to read it and share it on our Twitter feed. Plaza Podcast, two L's, two Z's. I got one final question here about Mr. Karoloff, before we go, Jasper wants to know, should he trade Alex Karoloff? It's a redraft league. It's not a keeper league. So it's a Yahoo uh, league from what I gather. Yes, it's a podcast league. So would you guys trade Alex Karoloff in redraft? Eric, I'll let you go first. I don't know that I would. I liked what he was doing before he got hurt.
0: Yeah, I liked what he was doing too. I think I want to hear more information because the last thing I read was that they were sending him for a second opinion and that it was something that was like, I think the wording was so weird, like it was not, not serious, um, but it was a little bit, but it was a little bit cryptic in terms of like how, like what the actual extent of the injury was. So, you know, he's visiting a hand specialist today is what I'm reading right now. So I would hold and just see, because, you know, the, the extent to which that injury comes back could drastically change his value in this year. Mm-hmm beautiful
3: uh it's a 10-day il stint with a sprained right wrist that's more information we have so wrists, saw... wrists,
2: wrists are very tricky and they tend to be more than 10 days
3: yeah he yeah, saw the, a wrist specialist earlier yeah and the, the thing i'm looking
0: at he injured it sliding into second base so mm. what 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 makes me feel optimistic about that is because what what it seemed to happen, it was a head first slide in a second. If anything, it would be he jammed the his hand onto the base, bent mm. the wrist backwards, sprained it that way. There might be like a little bit of maybe some ligament damage if the if the contact was hard. But I think you're avoiding like, I would be much more scared if it happened on a swing because I think the, the nature of the motion of a swing would imply like a much greater trauma to the wrist. And again, I want to make sure everybody listening understands that I'm in no way a medical expert whatsoever but i just think that the the injury that you would get sliding into a base the way it looked like he did i think you're looking at a less severe injury if i had to guess than something like you know i swung and i grabbed my wrist in pain let's tweet aaron Pags and get his opinion mike
3: yeah we should tribe has spoken let's do that right now he is certified emergency room nurse So he's got a lot of stories, too. And if you missed that episode, you can go back and catch last Friday's episode with Aaron. A lot of fun. We learned a lot about uh, catheters. Stabbing. Yeah, stabbing. (laughs) The best place to get stabbed. (laughs) Yeah, I forgot to ask Eric uh, if he'd rather be stabbed or arrested. I forgot to ask that one. Damn it. Uh, You can answer that if you want. I think arrested. I think arrested. You you would think so. But what if you don't know what the charges are?
0: That's That's true. Um, oh
3: God, dearie, I gotta tell you something after the show. i Something blew my mind last night, and it's still blowing my mind. Holy okay. shit! Don't forget, don't forget it. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Trust me, you want to know what you're getting arrested for? This could really <laughs> change. You
0: might want to get stabbed.
3: Seriously, it's possible that there sure. are certain charges you just don't want to go down for.
0: Yes, I can imagine that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, Nelly.
3: Well, I gotta tell you, this has been another solid episode. We just keep putting out quality content. Me and Deery. And our new friend, Eric Simulski, it's great to have you aboard. Now, you're part of the Plaza community, man. We can do this on the regular.
0: It's perfect. I'd love to be back. I really appreciate the opportunity. I had a blast.
3: And thanks to Jasper Springer. We got a new sub, and he's notified. So if you click the little dingy bell, it'll let you know when we're live like this or when we have new videos. I posted a video yesterday about injuries, Christian Yelich and such. So we'll do those things from time to time. But we always live stream three times a week, Sunday, Wednesday, Friday. So... That's how it goes here. I'm at M J Govier, G O V is the Victor I-E-R on Twitter. He's C. Deary 1999. Deary as dearly beloved, not the deer with antlers and hooves. Brian K. says, thanks, guys. We love having Brian be a part of the show. Brian's always here. Brian's a hardcore loyal listener. Jasper, you can learn a thing or two from Brian, man. He's always here. So follow his lead. But, Eric, tell us what we can look forward to you in the coming weeks here. You write a baller, You do your videos. So give us all the information.
0: Yeah, so... uh Every Sunday, Rotoballer, Baller, um, I will have a Sunday a str- a Fab Streamers Catchers of the Week. Um, so check that out. About once a week uh, or twice, depending on how enticed I am by the pitching, uh, I will have a video breakdown. Uh, actually, Deary kind of like hinted at my next guy. It's going to be a Cole Irvin video breakdown. Right. Uh, so we can we can see how legitimate that is. And then I also um, host a podcast called Catcher's Corner um, it's on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all of that, so you can hunt that down. And we look at um, baseball from a catcher's perspective, um, how catchers see the game, and um, how we kind of scout things. And uh, yeah, so listen. Tell us what you tell us what you want to hear.
3: Absolutely. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Sam Ski NYC, s a m s k i n y c for New York City. It's good stuff. And always remember, guys. <laughs> And it's going to keep on happening. We've got injuries galore, but we'll do the best to get you through each and every week. Friday, we got Phil Goyette from rotofanatic.com. He'll be on the show. He lives in Ireland, so we're going to have to do the show a little bit earlier, around 7 p.m. Eastern. Deary's got to work, so I don't know how that's going to work out. But either way, we'll do the best we can do. Phil's got good stuff. Make sure you follow him on Twitter at rotofanatic.com. Read his rookie ladder for pitchers and hitters. And check out the latest Turn 2 podcast with Matt Williams and Paul Momino. They're talking about Stuff ERA, which is a Rotofanatic special created by Paul Momino. Eric Samolski, C. Deary, MJ Govier Thanks so much for listening and watching. We'll catch you guys next time.
1: i hope for more. K. Soroka. Gonna stop. lads. Now, I know there's not a faint heart among you, and I know you're as anxious as I am to get into close action. But we must bring him right up beside us before we spring this trap. That will test our nerve. And discipline will count just as much as courage. The Acheron is a tough nut to crack. More than twice our guns, more than twice our numbers. And they will sell their lives dearly. They mean to take us as a prize. And we are worth more to them undamaged. Their greed will be their downfall. England is under threat of invasion. And though we be on the far side of the world, this ship is our home. This ship is England. So it's every hand to his rope or gun, quicks the word and sharps the action. After all,